Don't ever second guess yourself. Because you're doing the right thing. Everybody else is wrong. Just didn't know it. Come and go. Sometimes I get overwhelmed, diving in over my head. Put my life online for sale. Put that wish up on the star. Put that money on myself. Sometimes I'm just by myself. Whole future, yes I am. Yes I am. The living God, yes I am. Yes I am. What my grandma dreamed of, what these bitches scream for, what the city scream for, what the city scream for. We having fun on this side. Whole lot of love on this side. Know you wanna come on this side. Know you wanna hop. Doctors face the sky, no, I won't be denied. We was coming out of 
had to pack it open, yeah. Mikey Cruz, your rocket hit them hoes up on the north side. Yeah. They think I'm in a shock, another left around the planet. Y'all been following the saga, turn the comma in the commas, pray to God, he ever got us. We having fun on this side, whole lot of love on this side. Know you wanna come on this side, know you wanna hop on this ride. We having fun on this side, whole lot of love on this side. Know you wanna come on this Boy, that's my shit, man. Of course, of course, there goes the phone call right there. All right, let's keep this going. Anything else want to interrupt? Now, my wife was like, I called you twice. I didn't know. Anyways, she's like, does that really piss you off? Uh, you know, sometimes. But anyways, um, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the tribe. Welcome, or welcome back. Yeah, tribe. <laughs> Damn, it's too early to be doing this. It's like right at noon, and I was like, oh, 12 o'clock, point zero zero oh one second. Time to crack open a beer. Is is anybody like that where you you, uh, you feel like there's there's a, a certain time that you can't uh, drink? Like if you want to wake up in the morning, uh, those of you that know the comedian Burt Kreischer, uh, he seem he happens to do this as well. Uh, like he'll in the morning time, he will uh, before he has breakfast and shit, he sits in bed, he fires up a cigar. And he drinks a, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, a Johnny Walker Blue Label. Good shit, by the way. A hell of a alcoholic way to start your day, but to each their own, right? And I don't know. I, I don't think I could sit there and smoke a cigar in bed. That That's how you know you made it, like boss style. If you're If you're smoking in your room... In your bed, like, uh, if anything, I would smoke, like, marijuana. <laughs> I would smoke weed in my room or some shit, but as far as a cigar, nah. That that tobacco smell just, mm. have, have you ever walked into a, uh, a cigar lounge? Like, there's a shop on one side, you open the door, and then you go into a lounge where you can smoke your cigars and chill and gossip, whatever the fuck those, you know, nerds do. And um, it smells horrible. Now, inside, it smells sweet and tobacco-y and amazing. But other than that, no good, no bueno. Um, why am I talking about cigars? I, I, I'm i getting into them. I genuinely like smoking cigars. It, there's just a pleasure behind it where you feel like a big shot because you're outside like, oh shit, only boss motherfuckers smoke cigars. Which, not true. A, like a decent cigar can run to you like under 10 bucks. You know, um, I'm learning a lot about hand rolling cigars, which I'll never do. And because, uh, you know, when you get lost in fucking YouTube and you're just all like, what's the best beginner cigar to start smoking? And all of a sudden... You're watching videos on how to hand roll and just like, what the fuck? <laughs> how to spray the nicotine. Uh, 
Oh, man. So, anyways, guys, uh, I hope you guys liked the the old spooky season episode. Um, it didn't take long for you to tell me, like, God damn, those old back in the day. Do you have anything more recent? Yes, I do. I absolutely have more recent. Are you ready to get into this shit? I am. Let's go. <sighs> because now we are talking about Flagstaff, Arizona. That's right. The Skinwalkers. Have you heard? I know you've heard of the Skinwalkers. Sometimes you'll see them at your local KFC. No, I'm playing. <laughs> them Skinwalkers. Have you ever seen somebody complain at a chicken joint, like a like a chain, a uh, fast food chain, <laughs> chicken place, and you just like, you know, the the whole bucket of chicken with all the other you know fixings costs you like like forty bucks, and it's a giant feast. First off, oh, and then people want to be so picky and like, I wanted more legs than br- or more breasts than legs or more legs than thighs than breasts. Um, damn, it just, the older people, I'm sorry to shit on you, but you have, you have gotten so used to the customer is always right and getting your ass wiped. (laughs) Speaking of old people, I'm going to say this and I'm going to be 100% real on this. Um, if you are over 50 years old, you got to get with the times. People that are over 50 are saying things that offend stupid amounts of people. Um, like, now nowadays, we have this community called the LGBTQ community. Oh, yeah. We're taking it there. And um, recently, Dave Chappelle... Dave Chappelle, he's always been in their fucking crosshairs, but respectfully so. It's like he's going to give you something. to he, He's going to lean in on him. He, he does. He leans in on him. But he also does it with respect. And he's like, yo, it's a fucking joke. Like, how, you mean to tell me you could take a dick, but you can't take a joke? You know? <laughs> Anyways, um... But, yeah, you know, comedy is no longer the comedy that you had back Well, Richard Pryor turned everything around, if you don't remember comedy. Uh, Start with Richard Pryor. Uh, I don't remember exactly where he was, but I know he's got a red outfit on. I mean, loud as fuck on stage, high as shit on cocaine. And he nails it. He fucking crushed it was insane. Uh, but people over 50, if you're listening to this show and you are over 50 or just 50 years old yourself, right? You just made the hairline. Um, you can't you can't talk about people no more or like gay people. People are extremely sensitive and it's like anybody and everybody. Remember whenever it became a... Uh, the thing to try to like get a lawsuit and sue McDonald's or something like, you know, you don't get hot coffee from McDonald's and expect it to be like ice cold, you know, and just like, oops, oops, I spilled it on my lap. 
<laughs> well, good thing it's a McDonald's coffee because it's 100% safe. No, bitch. That coffee's hot in the motherfucker. It's going to be hot till about 12 o'clock break. <laughs> uh, Dunkin' Donuts is better, by the way. Much better. I love Dunkin' Donuts. It's got a diabetes amount of sugar in it. <laughs> and then I like this. I also like beer. But, yeah, you know, I, I've heard of, I'm not going to drop any names, but there are people over 50 that I associate with. And, you know, just to let you know how old they are, they, they some every once in a while, they will, uh, she, she references black people under the term spooks. She's all like, you don't want to, because you got to look around and the spooks are out at night. And I'm like, what the fuck? I mean, I know it's it's October, like, oh, you're talking about black folks. Why you got to do them like that? Why you got to do it like that? But you got to understand, people, there's a huge generation gap between today, the, the children that are in today, compared to the children that were born back in the 50s uh, and 60s and 70s and so on. There's... Three generations alive right now. Four, if you're stretching it. But, <sighs> and, and everybody wants to hold on to their old, uh, what do you call it? Your ideals and shit. <laughs> um, people want to, they want to hold so tight onto those things. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. Black people do it too. Like, here's the deal. Black, like, the thing about black people is that they can openly, they, they, they've muscled their way in to be able to just shit on white people in front of white people. White people got to look the fuck around first and speak real low. Like, the black guy over there. <laughs> you know, hey. You know this too. I do it too. Whenever I was just all like, what kind of guy, like what dude was it? Oh, it was, look over here to the left, look over here to the right. It was that black guy over here with the, you know? And it's, it's funny because today, um, today's, uh, I guess the youth that are turning like 21, they, they have no problem. They should be like, oh, it's that nigga over there. And it's like, yo, you can't say that. People still get upset over the over the N-word. Even if you put an A at the end. It don't get no friendlier than that. If somebody says, you know what? I can't. Uh, I don't want to. Every time I do it, I get, uh, I get knocked off on my pay. So it, it's just because of the way the world works right now. It, it's cancel culture is probably the most cancerous thing since cancer. You know, you can't say what you want. You can never say what you want to, even if you aren't serious. You can't say what you want anymore. Freedom of speech is gone. You know why? Because there's too many fucking crybabies that have been told, hey, you know what? It's okay to cry. 
because just because you're offended by something, that means that, you know, everybody else should be too. Bitch, fuck you. What about when a girl cheats on you or a dude cheats on you and you feel like shit for the rest of the week? Does that mean the world has to stop and feel like shit too? Men ain't shit. Bitches ain't shit but hoes and tricks. You know what I'm saying? No. You keep your fucking opinions to yourself. Everybody's different. Not everybody has to see through your eyes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like to give people a glimpse, but a lot of people can't handle it. Anyways, there's my rant for the day. <laughs> Y'all ready to get into these fucking skinwalkers? <laughs> All right, let's do this. Uh, Flagstaff, Arizona. Shout out to the AZ. What? what? Um, is it hot down there? No. It's easy to feel uneasy. While driving through the desolate desert roads of Arizona, especially at night. And particularly so when you hear a short burst of taps on your window while cruising at 60 miles an hour and turn to see the creature responsible for the high-speed interruption. Yo, for, relax. It's only going to rip the flesh off of your bones. Wait, for, hold the fuck up. You mean to tell me these motherfuckers can run 60 miles per hour? How have they not taken over the fucking world? They, what? Nobody can run faster than 60. If you're driving and you see a tap. Anyways, that's skills. Them skinwalkers. They should be called window walkers or some shit. So anyways, this legend is so ingrained in the Arizona culture that when a Navajo woman was found brutally murdered in Flagstaff, the accused killer's defense in court was that the, uh, the attack could have only been per uh, perpetrated by a skinwalker. There's, there's even a defined and well-documented portion of the state known as Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, those of you that listen to Joe Rogan babble on and on and on for, you know, 32 hours an episode, you know what I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, this is where you are most likely to see one of the creatures. Not that you actually want to. Nobody fucking wants to because apparently you die. So anyways, the skinwalkers, uh, they live like, you know, many of the ancient American urban legends. They have roots in the Native American folklore. And uh, it, it's, it's fairly hard to gather specific details, you know, as speaking of potentially sinister legends. And it's seriously taboo in a Navajo culture. But anyways, it is understood that what non-Navajos refer to as skinwalkers are witch doctors who have become an evil reflection of everything the Navajo Nation values. <laughs> Well, goddamn. So basically, they are men who have transformed into malevolent, murderous monsters that have no qualms using their spiritual powers to kill. For real? Yo, alright, so it says Navajo medicine men are trained to learn both good and evil aspects of their power. The skinwalkers are those who have turned to the dark side. Very Star Wars and Still frank, terrifying. Ooh, that's the picture of that motherfucker. Ooh. Imagine if you had like inverted knees and inverted elbows. 
<laughs> and you just walk on your back. That's very, uh, man, that picture right there, it looks very uh, exorcist-y. <laughs> Fucking exorcist. Ooh, did y'all hear that? I, like, pulled the shit out of my thumb so I could pop it. Ugh. Anyways. Oh, man. So while I have you all here and you're listening to me, I'm going to open up your eyes so you can finally see. I didn't expect that shit to rhyme. Not even going to count. But anyways, um, so here's my message to people. This is, this is, fuck cancel culture. The reason why I'm leaning in so hard on cancel culture right now is because I've been attacked by, um, it through emails. And, I mean, they even posted, like, my social media shit. Like, we know who you are. Like, well, no shit. I mean, I put that shit out there so you know who I am. You know, but they're just... I guess they're they're threatening to, uh, <laughs> I guess try to dox me or some shit. And so, so what are you trying to say that you have a angry mob ready to go on attack at your fingertips, just like mm, click World of Warcraft, go and attack them. Like who the fuck are you? Are you the? Oh, I'm cancel culture. No, bitch, you're cancer culture. <laughs> Anyway, here's my message, y'all. Y'all become homeowners, and then you talk down on renters. Y'all get married, and then look down on single people. Y'all make a little bit of money, and you look down on people who are still trying to make ends meet. You get a little LLC. That's a salary, by the way, for you dumbasses out there that don't know. I didn't know that. I'm playing. I did and then you talk down on people who still punch the clock. Y'all get religious and spiritual. What? And then you look down on sinners. Humility will always be the code. Remember where you come from. Because you can be taken backwards. And that's a powerful ass message. Hit that shit up while I was on shrooms, baby. Man, I was jamming out to uh, that song that we just heard not to, uh, at the very beginning of this episode. I was listening to that album last year, last night. Year, last night, um, I ate about maybe four stems and um, had some other recreational activities, aka <clears throat> beer. And I just laid down on my bed after talking to my wife for like an hour and a half on the phone. Uh, I just laid down on the bed while jamming, and I just stared at the ceiling, just watching it move, watching it breathe, and uh, I just I hopped on to another vibe. You know, I didn't have any, like, uh, trippy, trippy shit. I didn't eat very, I didn't eat any caps, so I wanted a milder trip, and uh, that's what I got. And I was happy. I was able to hold conversations. I was I was on a... It was like free from fear. Free from inhibitions, basically. Anyways, um, I had a good time last night. Yesterday, I went back to that sushi place. Did I tell you guys about this place? Ooh, I don't want to tell you. You know what? Nope, that's part of being on the Snapchat. 
if you ever want to get uh, a peek at the places that I tell you, I'm not going to tell you the name anymore on this show because that's how you ruin a place. Like, if you say, if you got like 3,000 people or 1,000 people ready to go and check this place out just because you said something about it, then they're going to they're gonna wear those motherfuckers down. They're going to just kill it. So that way when you go back again, it's just like, oh, man, they did this. They for real did this. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you this. I have learned, um, I went to go eat solo at this sushi spot. And when I walked in there, you know, I was very happy, very, you know, uh, <clears throat> I felt very welcome. Everything was good. We were all on a good vibe. It was me and two other people making sushi rolls. And, well, I wasn't, but, you know, I was the one in there ordering all alone. Nobody else was in there. So uh, I ordered some shit, and, you know, I blow their fucking minds every goddamn time because they see me pick up chopsticks and start eating my... I'm a total noob when it comes to chopsticks, but as long as I hold that shit tight, it makes it look like I know what the fuck I'm doing. And... um Anyways, they see a white dude, because I have white colored skin, they see uh, this white dude start eating <laughs> uh, eating sushi, eating seaweed salad, uh, what else did I get, sashimi, dumping it, dunking it into the soy sauce, because I love salt, and you know, oh man, it was so good, but there was a good vibe, then there was a group of like four or five girls, they come in. We're not gonna, I'm not going to tell you what race they are because that doesn't matter. But there was a difference in the way they treated the, the, the Asian people. The Japanese ladies treated me compared to them. They came in loud. And they were just all like, uh-uh, ooh, sushi. You like sushi? Nah, girl, I don't eat that shit. Nah, I don't eat that. Hell no. And, uh... They came in for like that boba tea shit, that milk tea or whatever. So they sat there. I'm eating, minding my own fucking business. And they start asking questions in a rude manner. Just all like, what all comes in this? How much is this? Do you, you go, you, all right, let me get that. Because do you want the regular or the large? Uh, how much is the large? They're like five something. Let me get the regular. And it's just like, or you know what I mean? Like you could tell that they did not value them girls as much as they valued me. I walked in with a respect for the atmosphere and shit, while the group of girls did not walk in with respect for the, you know, for the place. And I started to wonder how often does this happen? For them to just look you look at you and immediately judge how you're going to act. You know, the right off just off that first impression. They she literally like whipped that shit up real quick after she paid. She whipped that shit up, go, okay, here you go, thank you. You know, for me, she whenever I was paying and leaving, she was like, Thank you so much. I hope you enjoy it. I'll see you next time. Ah, I was like, okay. She's like, oh, friend. She didn't say nothing to them girls like that. She said, okay, here you go. Thanks. Like, you could tell. 
like, damn, do you get that a lot where you just, you, man, that sucks. But imagine how many times you have to treat everybody equally before you just start saying, man, fuck them. Or, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to, you know, we're not pointing any fingers because of, you know, skin color or nothing like that. We're really pointing fingers at character. It's all about character and how you carry yourself. If you carry yourself like, you know, one thing I can't stand is ugly girls who are like a four or like a New York five acting like they're a fucking ten. And it's just like, look, bitch, you can come down to the south and see bitches that have bigger tits and bigger ass <laughs> than you could ever dream of. And I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Just because you're easy. I, I, I had to tell somebody this before, and it didn't really make them happy. I told them, just because you are easy for guys to fuck doesn't mean that you're something. It just means that you're the e you're the easiest option. You know, if they said, like, hey, you want to get, like, a uh, million dollars? Well, here's what you can do. You could take a step backwards and get your million dollars, or you can do 5,000 push-ups without stopping. What are you going to do? Are you going to try to hit those 5,000 push-ups to hopefully get that uh, thousands of dollars? Or, I mean, millions of dollars? Or are you just going to take that step backwards, get that easy money, and fucking go? That's how a lot of girls are. Just so, just, just so you know, fellas, that's how a lot of them are. They think that because they're easy to smash, that, like... They some and it's it's like look, sweetie, I can get some of my homegirls together <laughs> and make you blush, honey. <laughs> oh, I gotta take a piss. Hold up, fuck, man. Let's keep it going. Right, crack your beers. Let's go. Y'all want the vibe of the day, man? For October nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Oh, excuse me. Well, here's my message for everybody: the good old vibes from the tribe. You're going to be surprised real soon at how everything suddenly and miraculously worked out in your favor. See, you're going to realize how your current situation was only leading you to a fucking blessing. You can't see it right now because, I mean, you got to go up the mountain in order to see the other side of the mountain. No shit, Sherlock. You know what I'm saying? We got to go up the stairs first. Now that you're up the steps, you'd be like, oh, I see what the fuck going on over here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, nothing is a coincidence. You know, shit is just lining up like Tetris to form a multicolored pattern. I don't know. I'm trying to do a Tetris thing. It didn't work. Failed. <laughs> but, yeah, you will see it. Be ready and be happy. Being happy with what you the fuck you got is so much better and being jealous of what you don't got. Mm -hmm. Like ugly people thinking they fine. I, I just don't understand confident ugly people. Like, you, you take Lizzo, that big, fat, melted black cheeseburger of a woman, and <laughs> it has nothing to be with black. I just... Described a black cheeseburger. Oh, you know what? That burger that they sold at Water uh, 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 Burger King. <laughs> it had the black buns. Oh, that's your Lizzo burger. 
That's what they should call <laughs> that Lizzo burger. Anyways, yeah, man. Like I don't I don't see how you've got these extremely overweight women talking about, oh boo boo, you can't have none of this. Like, Is that what you tell yourself? Because nobody wants none of that? Oof. Hey, like, like if your vagina has a fupa that's like in the shape of a fucking Bigfoot, <laughs> fucking Bigfoot footprint, that's not appetizing, sweetie. <laughs> Anyways, let's stop. Let's stop. All right, guys, let's get back into it. I just, I had to take a break and get get goofy, get crazy. All right. Um, so this next little spooky story here is going to be called the Hayden Family Curse. And yes, we're going back in time again to the fucking 1800. Look, there's plenty more to go. Okay. We've got more stories coming up. So this is in Albany, Vermont. 1800. You know a curse is serious when it takes down an entire fucking lineage and still manages to bother people after everyone else is dead. William Hayden. He was a wealthy landowner in Albany, Vermont in the early 1800s, but he never repaid his even wealthier mother-in-law for loaning him some major funds over the years. Now, after much complaining, she became mysteriously ill. She accused William of poisoning her. Mmm... That motherfucker. What a big... Oh, well, you know what? We don't know if it's true yet. Okay. And with her dying breath, she said, The Hayden name shall die in the third generation, and the last to bear the name shall die in poverty. Damn! That's one hell of a fucking way to go out. You're just like, you know what, man? Fuck this family and fuck you too. And the last person to have this family's name... Fuck them as well. <laughs> yeah. That's so cold. And that's your own family. That's your own last name. She went out like a motherfucking G. That's gangster. All right. All right. So the Hayden family name. Shall, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The, uh, the Hayden family barely made it another 100 years after being plagued with financial catastrophes and illnesses. Ooh, phantom music, mysterious lights, and other assorted paranormal activity is said to, uh, to haunt their estate in Albany, along with the ghost of vengeful mother-in-law, too. No shit. She knew what the fuck she was doing. She's like, you know what? Enjoy that money now, bitch, because I'm finna fucking blow it. <laughs> I'm gonna take all your shit. Anyways, uh, she's really mad at this guy. And uh, in some versions, William Hayden was a Gatsby-esque party boy who quite knowingly blew all his mother-in-law's funds on lavish parties and ornate decorations, I guess, for his home. So building... The family's local fame and infamy. Hmm. Which probably just fueled the rumor mill. But anyways, um, when all the Haydens died, a wealthy Canadian family moved into their mansion and allegedly used the home for, like, bootlegging and smuggling. Man, you know what? That means they took a mansion and they turned it into a trap house. 
That's what we call it down south. That's a fucking trap. You slanging dope out that motherfucking door. <laughs> oh, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I, I didn't even keep reading. So they were bootlegging and uh, smuggling Chinese immigrants for slave labor. Okay, so they're human trafficking. <laughs> uh, goddamn. So yeah, even though the... Uh, you know, even if the curse isn't real, the house itself, which still stands to this very day, has got some dark-ass history. That's going to be a big nope for me, you know, a huge nope <laughs> on this side. Oh, I just, I can't do it. No, I would never, like, if I knew that history and the house was like $13 to buy it, you know what they say, if the shit's too good to be true, it's probably not worth it. And um, fuck that. I'm going to buy it and rent that bitch out. Like if I bought that house for 13 bucks and I rent that motherfucker out for like, you know, maybe it's a mansion. So I'm going to give it like 2500 a month. That's a fucking lick. <laughs> fuck them. Anyways. Oh, man. I hope you guys are still vibing with me. It's a good day. So now we're going to get into some better stories. Uh, are you ready? This one is going to take place in Birmingham, Alabama. And this is a story that I've heard before. So I liked it. And I decided to go find it and pick it out. And so here the fuck we go. Birmingham, Alabama was founded in that Birmingham, Alabama Oh, founded in 1871. Damn it. I thought we were going to be more like, okay, whatever. It was, uh, oh, it's founded five years after the Civil War. And with it, the need for tons of pig iron to fix America's crumbling infrastructure. Um, to satisfy the demand, Colonel James Withers Sloss started construction on Sloss Furnaces. A year later, the company opened its doors to hundreds of employees. Right? Shit's called Fresh Pet. No, I'm playing. <laughs> anyway, a place called Cardinal. Uh, anyways, so uh, according to its official website, you know, it opened its doors to like hundreds of employees. Working on blast furnaces was an advanced job, but it was also dangerous. Now, that danger was soon realized as many workers began being incinerated in the furnaces and falling to their deaths. Conditions would only worsen in the early 1900s after a cruel foreman, James, his name's Slag, that's what they called him, Wormwood, took a job at Sloss. Now, according to, like, Reader, Reader's Digest, Wormwood took adventure, uh, took dangerous risks in order to increase production. As a result, nearly 50 of these motherfuckers died on site. 50? Dude, if 50 people die at your job, there's something wrong. <laughs> <There's>, <laughs> damn, what is this? You know what? If 50 people died, that means your job must be called Sterilite. <laughs> Anyways, uh... Either that or they were, like, involved in terrible accidents during this little, you know, span. Allegedly, in retaliation, his workers 
tossed his bitch ass into the furnace in 1906. You can still tour the grounds today if you dare, but while you're there, you might just hear the voice of Slag telling his employees to get back to work. <laughs> Damn, along with other paranormal shit. Sloss even hosts a Fright Night every year around Halloween that's based heavily on that Slag story. So, that's fucking crazy, you know what I mean? Imagine, that's how you know that that shit was way back in the day, because... Everybody today in a job is all, yes, master, right away, master. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. You know? And uh, back then, they were just all like, oh, bitch, you, you, pff, we've had enough. Fucking kill this dude. And it's funny because without a body, you have no evidence. And back then, they had no cameras. So it was like, if everybody shut their fucking mouth, they all got away with murder. That was the fucking glory days. Now... You can't even wipe your ass without the NSA watching you wipe and seeing how much shit is on the paper. <laughs> All right, let's keep it going, guys. Uh, the crying lady in the Dakota. New York, New York. Uh-oh, taking it up over to New York side. Beautiful spot, by the way. Just don't drive. Food is all over the fucking place. Um, the Dakota, an apartment building in New York City has been home to many rich and famous residents since it opened back in 1884. John Lennon, y'all know who that is, the Beatles, and Yoko Ono moved into this building in 1973. John was also assass assassinated outside that building on, on December 8, 1980. Now, before his death, John claimed that he saw a... Um, I guess like a crying lady ghost or something. And uh, I guess just roaming the halls. And so then after John died, Yoko, who still lives in that building, said that she witnessed John's ghost sitting at his piano. And Yoko says John told her, don't be afraid. I'm still with you. Oh, that's romantic. This shit was supposed to be scary. Yeah, you're fired. You're fired. Fuck you. Anyways. All right, let's keep it going. The Bell Witch. Now it's getting good. Adams, Tennessee. What's up? Where's that whiskey at? Mm. All right, so if you're a scary movie lover, you're going to automatically, or, you know, you might actually know about The Bell Witch. The films uh, An American Haunting and The Blair Witch Project are both based on this story. So, Way back in the early 1800s, because we can't seem to get any more modern than that. Um, a man named John Bell moved his family to an area in Tennessee that was called the Red River. And uh, I guess uh, this is now known as Adams, Tennessee. After they had settled in a new home, some peculiar things started to happen. The, the Bell family began to hear some bizarre noises. Barking dogs. Chains rattling. Rats chewing. How the fuck do you hear a rat chew? Yeah, that's, you're bullshit. That's, that's a fucking lie. And a woman whispering. Anyways. Soon, that woman became known as the Bell Witch. And many people believe that she is the ghost 
of a former neighbor of the Bells, Kate Batts. Batts and the Bells had a dispute over land, and she had sworn vengeance on the Bell family before she died. Now, later on, Bell died from poisoning, and it's rumored to be the work of the Bell Witch. Oh, so we're not going to blame the wife? We're not going to blame the woman for poisoning that dude, trying to get that bread? No. Every, anytime something happens to a woman, though, we quick that a motherfucker to come to the dude and be like, it was him. Look at the Gabby Petito pay, uh, case. That Gabby Petito chick, she died, and all of a sudden, it was her boyfriend. Goes, well, well, actually, that's her ex-boyfriend, so, you know, he kind of moved on. <laughs> no, the coroner came out and said that um, Gabby died from strangulation. But they can't really place it on. Any, I mean, you are out in the woods. If a snake, if you, let's say she was asleep at night and a snake, a snake just happened to curl, slowly curl around her neck and then constrict. And now she died from strangulation, which leaves her boyfriend completely innocent. Oh, boy, I'll tell you, man, mushrooms give you so many perspectives. That's why, man, I would make a badass detective. Just letting you know that. Mm -hmm. All right. Y'all ready to take it down to Eureka Springs in Arkansas? Shout out to Arkansas. What's up, people? Welcome to the tribe. This is the Ghost of the Crescent Hotel. You spend a night in the Haunted Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, which opened in 1886. I told you, can we get something like in 1930-something? So during construction, a worker named Michael was killed, and his ghost reportedly still haunts the room, uh, room 218. This hotel came under the ownership of known medical fraud Norman Baker. God damn it. I'm not answering it. Anyways, uh, this was in 1937. There we go. There we fucking go. That's what I'm talking about. Tired of this 1800 shit. Right? Let me see somebody die. When are we going to see a ghost with a fucking Gucci shirt or a Gucci belt? Versace hat or glasses? Why they all got to be a fucking bed sheet over a little bitch? <laughs> Anyways, um, <laughs> so this hotel came under the, uh, oh yeah, yeah, and back, uh, I guess it came under the ownership of a known medical fraud, Norman Baker, in 1937. He fancied himself a doctor. He turned the hotel into the Baker Cancer Hospital. Oh shit, cancer, you're going to have a lot of death. So, yeah, he turned it into this cancer hospital claiming to have the cure for the disease, which he obviously did not. Um, marijuana? No. Patients who died under his care were bur buried right in the hotel's basement, which served as a makeshift morgue. God damn. He was arrested in 1940, but his patient spirits are still said are said to still remain. So, because this hotel is still open, guests will often say they see apparitions and hear noises during the night or during their stays. 
uh, do y'all watch sci-fi's uh, Ghost Hunters? They even have a uh, an episode footage of something moving in the basement. So that's fucking sick, guys. Anyways, I've got um, I've got a few more stories left, but we're gonna take a break right now, and uh, I'm going to enjoy a cigar because uh, I've kind of got into this shit. So I'm gonna have a cigar. I'm gonna have a drink, and um, we'll be back. You guys should probably use the restroom right now like I am. All right. So while we take this break, let's talk about one of the amazing parts of this show. And that is eebotanicals.com. Let me tell you about eebotanicals.com. It's going to be the number one spot where you get your kratom. Wherever you're getting it now. (laughs) Look. Think about all those bags that just didn't work like the first one, okay? Each and every one of the EE Botanicals bags is going to work. It's going to fucking soothe your aches aches and pains, and you won't even feel the blues anymore. You're going to feel great. Anyways, hit up eebotanicals.com. You can use a promo code right now called TRIBE10. And you're going to get 10% off your entire fucking order. You can get $5 million. You got 10 grand off. There you go. See that shit? All right, man. Let's get back to the show. All right. Uh, all right. We're back. And um, I went I went to go have a couple of beers at the bar. And by a couple, I'm like, mm, four. <laughs> Anyways. Hold on. All right. I'm going to uh I'm going to go to Tamira Land real quick before we start our next little spooky story. Hey, look. If I can't party on this podcast with you guys, what the fuck can I do? All right? Nobody's questioning what the fuck you're doing right now. Mhm. Mhm. <laughs> Cut this shit. All right. This is it. Hugging Molly. This is in Abbeville, Abbeville, Alabama. So it's best to stay home right now whenever the sun sets in Abbeville, Alabama. Try to say that five times in a row real fast. If you want to avoid hugging Molly's chilly embrace, as the legend goes, beginning in. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I shouldn't. I should not party doing this. Anyways, um, beginning in the early 1900s, an oversized, uh, I'm sorry, an oversized figure clad in all black began roaming the streets at night. Looking for an unsuspecting victim. Right? Trying to see a motherfucker slacking. You want a problem? (laughs) Anyways. So yeah. Once she fixes it. Once she fixates on someone. And she will. Hugging Molly. Bro. Isn't that some fucking shit? Whenever you take Molly. You want to hug everybody. Like, you know what? 
I'm so glad you're a part of my life right now. It's almost like taking shrooms, but like just being 30 times more synthetic. <laughs> mm -hmm. Anyways, where the fuck did I get on that? Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. So, you know, once she fixates her attention on someone, she starts, to, uh, she hugs the person and screams loudly into her ears. Ooh. I'm so sorry, Isabel. I know you got that to you, and <laughs> you are a trooper for taking it like a man or something. I don't know. Like a G. There we go. Gangster. Oh, man. All right. So many people have recounted stories of being chased by what they fucking believe to be uh, hugging Molly. <laughs> it's more like popping Molly. I'm sweating. Woo! Pop the Molly. I'm sweating. Woo! Pop the Molly. <laughs> Y'all get me turned up with these stories. All right. So lugging pet. Or I'm. <laughs> All right, local parents have even taken advantage of the story to keep their children in line. You want me to call that bitch? I'll call her right now. Give her a free plate of food and a beer. What can be bad? Two beers. Ooh, man, when they, when they offer you two fucking beers, goddamn, the game is fucking over. <laughs> Anyways, uh... So, yeah, the town embraces uh, its nighttime warden, proudly calling itself the home of Huggin' Molly. <laughs> There's even a family-friendly restaurant out there uh, named after her, so that's cool, man. Shout out to that fucking restaurant, whatever it is, <clears throat> because, you know, it's banking on some bullshit that happened. <clears throat> that's fucking cool. Like, if, if if my wife were to get slapped right now, just straight up, and I'm just all like, oh, shit, this is a perfect opportunity to sue the balls off these motherfuckers. I would totally bank on it at all times. I mean, yeah, yeah, you know, I could do the honorable thing and just whoop that motherfucker. But let me tell you something. You can get a lot more pussy with that fucking bread. Tell me, I'm, prove me wrong. I'm sorry. Ladies, prove me the fuck wrong. Mm-hmm. Because a, let's say a month from now, you know, you th that fight was a, a month ago. But if you were to... <laughs> cash in on a crazy ass fucking opportunity you'll still be spending that money a month later and guess what that ain't that ain't no slapping that's them cheeks clapping man say what the give me say what the fuck you want it's <laughs> that's fucking true <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's let, <clears throat> let's get back on track. 
the Serency House Ghost. Oh, man. All right. All right. I'm going to stay still. The Serency Clan began. Oh, I'm sorry. This is in Serency, Georgia. Hold on. So somebody got the same name as the fucking town? Yo, that, that's a fucking, that's a lick. You don't, you now are a part of the fucking United States. Literally. Not just the tax number, the tax ID. But anyways, the Servancy Clan began experiencing paranormal activities in present day Servancy, Georgia. In the 18, uh, 1870s. See, we only touched ground in the 19th century. We're over here in the fucking 1870s. So I, I, maybe it's close enough. Who knows? We'll, let's fucking find out. Family members reported witnessing objects soaring across the room. Fuck no. Dude, y'all can say whatever the fuck you want. But I know if you're all by your fucking self. And you're just sitting there in somebody's random ass house. And then you just see like a, like, like a, a pan in the kitchen just like fling itself from all the way across. Where it's like there is no way. Even if there was some kind of like oil and condensation or some shit. There is no way it could have gone that far without some, some kind of force. Physics don't work that way. And you see that shit. I know each and every one of you are the fuck out. If you're one of those ghost hunter motherfuckers that are just all like, well, let's go see what it is. <laughs> like, why do you want to see what the fuck it is? <laughs> you can't see it, <laughs> but it can see you. Oh, how did I fucking get here? I'm, I'm getting lost. Dude, I'm partying too hard. All right, so they saw shit flying across the room. They started hearing laughter and crying. They started seeing those uh, red eyes staring into the house. Food was thrown from their plate. No, that's disrespect. If it, I don't give, man, imagine, has anybody ever been to jail? And when it comes time to eat, Somebody want to take some shit off your plate and you're just like, mm-mm, and then they want to fight. It's like, God damn it. I got to be locked away for three fucking days because of this bullshit. Let's go. And so then you beat the dog shit out of them with your plate, Trey, and you don't eat, but you're not going to just let that shit fly. Anyways, that's a, that, that's a sign of disrespect. So, utensils twisted into unusable shapes? <laughs> Yo, that's fucking dope. I'm not going to lie. All right, at that point, I'm entertained. The, the, the ghost or whatever spirit has literally picked up my fork and just, like, rolled up the, the little tenant. I don't know what the fuck they're called. The little prongs. <laughs> on my fork and they just like rolled one way this one this way one the opposite way all the way down the fork to where it's just a bunch of rolls now it looks like a lawnmower <sighs> that's cool like I, i'd be like hey you know what 
as long as we don't hurt me, I want to see some more tricks. Like, how much do you want for this shit? This is dope. Thank you for the preview. But, no, on the cool, if you take food off my goddamn plate, especially my chicken wings. Speaking of, I got chicken wings over there. I'm just waiting to finish this shit up so that I can, you know, get it. All right. So, food was thrown off their plates. Their uh, utensils were, like, twisted up and shit. The townspeople speculated that these occurrences were cries for help from spirits who thought the family would be able to save them. Yeah, run that pff, that's a fucking scam. Y'all ain't living in 2020. That's why y'all back there in 1870s. They was pulling the wool over your motherfucking eyes for decades. For centuries. Anyways. <laughs> so on the day that the family decided to finally leave the house, a fire iron allegedly floated up and started hitting one of the sons on the head. No one was ever brave enough to live in that house again. And so the wind, the building went up in flames in 1925. So, yeah, look at that. Damn. There's, uh... Man. Oh, I think we've hit over our, our, our hour. Good for us. Um, so if you've made it this far, great. If not, I don't give a fuck. Guess what? I still got mine. <sighs> Anyways, um, shout out to my family, shout out to my wife, and, uh, definitely shout out to the spirit of Manuel and Joe. I love you guys. I love you to fucking death. I don't know what the fuck to do without you on this goddamn planet, but I will say this. We're making it happen. And I couldn't have done it without my wife. So, fuck. Yeah, it. Fuck. Yeah, it. If you're listening, then we're about to get real stoned on. That's right. I can't say it. But we're gonna. No, no, I'm playing. <laughs> Give me a minute. Let me go grab a beer. All right, we've had some time to sober up. We've had some food, some some uh, fries and wings. They were good. They were really good. They only uh, asked for extra wet. If you guys go to a wing spot, always, even if you don't use up all that sauce, always get your wings extra wet. When they know, when first off, it's going to tell them, that you ain't no rookie when it comes to your wings. And second, I don't know. I mean, maybe you can use your French fries and kind of, you know what I mean? Use the French fries and shit. Anyways, I, I uh, being out here in Pennsylvania, I'm very close to Philly. I got a bone to pick with y'all. All right, so let me before I before I get this to this bone, I do want to say I watched the entire Squid Game, and um, my wife watched it first. She told me it was worth it. It it was interesting. I just did not like the ending. I mean, if um, if you have not if you have not seen this show, 
then uh, it's probably best if you uh, skip maybe a minute or two ahead on this so I don't spoil it for you. Or I don't give a fuck. I mean, everybody else done seen it, so I'm like the last fucking one. Anyways, Squid Game, man. You got to... Um, You know I'm doing this at 6.30 in the morning. I wouldn't be Salvia the Mint if I didn't. Anyways, um, I think, it. you know, in terms of drinking beer in the morning, I, I am a firm believer that if you have worked over a year and a half to two years night shift at any job, you are entitled to drink a beer whenever the motherfuck that you want to. Because you did a job for a long time that nobody else wanted to do. Nobody wanted to do that shit. But you. When you get off of work, you you always get those weird stares from people at the store as you walk towards the, to, uh, the cashier to pay for your beer in the morning. You're like, damn, fucking alcoholics. Bitch, fuck you. Get a job, huh? Bitch, I got one. The one that you wouldn't work. Motherfucker. Anyways, um, yeah, Squid Game, man. If I had $42 billion, hmm, if I had $42 billion um, and I earned it the exact same way that, uh, that that dude did, I wouldn't be as broken at the, as he was. You know, it sucks to see people die. Um, wait, I'm not saying that I've seen anybody die, all right? I'm not some, well, let's just say I've never seen anyone die, okay? <laughs> That's true. I've never literally watched the life of them just poof, dissipate. But, uh, no, I'm playing. Um, but yeah, if I had 42 billion, man, what the fuck am I going to do with that shit? Dude, I'm buying, like, an entire neighborhood. Now, I'm not saying it's, like, stupid, big-ass houses. I'll buy an entire neighborhood, like a cul-de-sac. I would buy, like, an entire cul-de-sac. So that's, you're looking at probably, if it's a good one, a good cul-de-sac is going to have about four, five, maybe six houses, you know, all around, Depending on how big they are. I don't need them to be big. I just need one that's real fucking huge in the middle. And that's my house. And then I've got houses all around my house for my family. And um, that way they never have to work for a house payment again. In fact, they would never have to work again. All they have to do is get up and get ready to make me fucking food. Shit to eat. And then my wife, I need her to just help me spend my money. I mean, if you can't take... You have $43 billion, and you're going to tell me that uh, you're not trying to, like, live luxuriously? I I mean, I'd have to make, like, a new schedule. Like, look, babe, I'm going to get fucked up from this time to this time, and whenever I get home and take a shower or whatever, I'm going to need you to drop to your knees at this time every day. And slurp the mayonnaise out of my cock. <laughs> and uh, we're going to do that almost every other day or something. And uh, I doubt she'd have a problem with it. She's like, oh, that's all I got to do. Just go, give him that gawk gawk 3000. And uh, 
Shit. Then I'm back to going to swiping his card. That's a bet. Like, I, I, I imagine if you're getting robbed and they're just like, man, you finna give us some money, bro. I know you got some bread. They're like, yeah, hell yeah, I got some bread. And I got some for you, too. What the fuck did you, you believe in Jesus? You believe in Jesus? What did Jesus do with his motherfucking bread? Did he break motherfuckers off? I'm going to break you off. Be like, boy, you Jesus? Fuck no, but I got a pistol, bitch. Clack, clack. Shit. I'd be wilding out. I would not live long enough to spend that fucking money. But, yeah, I wouldn't be that fucking damaged. Like, give it a fucking week or two. You know, do some drugs or something. And get over it. What's that noise? I can apply only so many noise gates to this shit. I think somebody's vacuuming or whatever. Who the fuck brings a vacuum to the hotel suite? Anyways. So, I'm ready. Shit, man. Every time we go over uh, an hour, they get charged. And it comes out of my pocket. Or at least it comes out of my... uh, uh, My wages, I guess, that I get from this. But... I don't give a fuck. You know why? Because I got my own bread. And uh, it doesn't outweigh by far. But anyways, uh, I don't mind spending $12 on you. Hey, I love you, baby. I said get you something nice, not expensive. <laughs> anyways, um, let me take the hit off the vape real quick. Because I have a... <laughs> I have a bone to pick with Philadelphia. Are y'all ready for this? This one is going to be a little sensitive for people to, li- to hear. So just know it has to do with rape. And I know here on this show, maybe every once in a while, you know, we might joke around with rape and we might make our jokes here and there for men and women, whatever. But um, rape is a real thing, and uh, I will be one to to stand up for women when it comes to this shit because I get it. You know, imagine being so high on your fucking horse that you just, like, are not willing to just take anybody. You know what I'm saying? Us dudes, if a chick was just like, yo, I have no idea who you are, but um, I'm, I'm going to suck your dick. Right now. I mean, if that were to happen to me, I'd just be like, well, mm, you know, I like to go on a date first, but uh, yeah, we could do this backwards. Would you like, you know what I mean? She's sitting there just going up and down and I'm like, oh, fuck. So uh, you into uh, sushi or Italian food? What do you like? I mean, shit, I'm getting kind of hungry and I'm pretty sure this appetizer might leave you a little hungry and more time. It's hard for guys to say no. You know why? Look at people's girlfriends. Look at people's girlfriends that they've had for like three to six years at a time. And if they are not like, you know, how do I say it? Hot or something. A lot of guys, they, they it's like, oh, this is what I could get at the time. She has sex with me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep this. You know, it's better than my hand on a lonely night. <laughs> But, yeah, anyways, anyways, no more jokes, no more rape jokes. Um, so, yeah, this is serious that I'm, I'm actually passionate about. 
Uh, this happened, uh, this was published on the 19th, but it happened on October 13th. All right. So, the rape of a woman aboard a Philadelphia subway witnessed by as many as 10 passengers. 10! Some of whom appeared to film this attack that could have stopped it quickly if one had called 911. That's what police said on Tuesday. We all know what happens when we call 911. You got a 30-minute window to get the fuck out. But anyways, um, so yeah, the woman was raped shortly after 9 p.m. on October 13th on a train that's run by the uh, the Southeastern Pennsylvania Transportation Authority, also known to the world as SEPTA, and uh, which provides public transportation in Philly. No shit. And uh, I'm actually trying to get up. on. I actually want to ride that shit while I'm out here. I want to go take that shit to New York or something. But anyways, as many as 10 people actually saw some part of the attack on this rider. Um, I guess the uh, police, transit police chief Thomas Nestle III had said on a uh, Philadelphia radio show. And he was describing, uh, describing police review of the... Um, the surveillance video. Sorry, I don't know why I couldn't spit that out. He says, we were watching to see if someone put a phone up to their ear to indicate that they might be calling 911. Instead, what we saw was people holding up their phone as if they were recording or taking pictures. He says, quote, it may have been stopped sooner if a writer called 9-fucking-one-one. SEPTA spokesman John Golden said, in a statement, imagine having Golden as your last name. Boy, and you're a spokesman. Fuck yeah, luxurious, right? Anyways, he says it may have been stopped sooner if a writer called 911. And, you know, he's referring to the U.S. phone number for emergency services. For those that don't know what 911 is. It'd be like, we're going to be in Australia. Like, yeah, somebody call 913. <laughs> uh... So SEPTA and the Upper Darby Police Department, uh, which is investigating the incident, did not immediately confirm other details about the incident that were reported by local media. Surveillance video from the train uh, car showed that the woman attempted to, like, push that motherfucker away repeatedly as he initially groped her and ultimately assaulted her sexually. So um, that's what the local media reported. So one person finally alerted 911, and it was a call by an off-duty SEPTA employee that quickly brought, uh, brought police on board, allowing them to stop the assault and arrest, arrest that raci uh, racist <laughs> rapist. <laughs> he was on top of our victim and committing the assault when they entered the train. Damn, that boy, like, you're going to risk it all. For a nut, and you don't even get the bust? Hell no. I'd, as soon as police come in there, I'm going to let my hand squeeze up and do the rest of the job. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying. I tried to make that funny, but it didn't. Uh, ultimate fail. Uh, so, yeah. Women's rights advocates said that the failure of bystanders to call 911 was despicable and disturbing. I agree. I fucking agree. Um, w uh, women should have the right to not be fucking raped. Like, 
one of these days, you motherfuckers are going to try to get it with this girl that's got baggy clothes on. And she's just going to take them hoes off for you. And then you're going to see the chiseled legs, the chiseled abs, and the chiseled arms of a fucking UFC fighter. And she's just going to roundhouse kick the fucking teeth out of your jaw. And just fuck you up. I'd be like, damn, baby. I like it rough, but you can go. <laughs> oh, man. And we be like, hey, you know what? This is kind of a crazy turn of events. Why don't you rape me? That would be dope. I don't even think I would call it rape. I'll just be like, you know what? I know this is consensual and all, but I'm going to try to get some media attention on this and call it a rape. I've been in that um, category before with an ex-ho. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Like, um, you ever, you know, it, it really comes down to it. You never know who you're really dating until you break up with them. You know, like, like have you ever noticed that, um, like, for the ladies, you know, they can be with you for, like, two years and uh, something, maybe I'll get into it. Somebody does, you know, whatever the fuck it could be, even if it's cheating, doesn't matter. And then all of a sudden that dude has a small dick and everybody knows now, whatever, fuck you and your small ass dick. It's like, well, it wasn't small for the last two fucking years. You've been bopping and sucking on it. Or, you know what I'm saying? Um... I mean, why is it small as small as dick all of a sudden? Or or fellas, you do the same shit where you just be like, man, fuck that loose ass pussy bitch. Especially if the dude cheats. If the dude cheats and you, you that that just kind of like cancels out the he's got a small dick, like quote. Because if he cheated, that means he got another chick, and I'm pretty sure the chicks get to look at your dick before they you know get down. <laughs> so it's like you, you can't say he had a small ass dick if you if you didn't. I don't know. Like if if you want to say, oh, you got small ass titties, and she actually has small ass titties, you can see it for yourself. Well, goddamn. Anyways, enough of that shit. Um, once again, thank you for emails. Some of you uh, have asked me how uh Pennsylvania is and how are you like how I'm liking the north side um you know what that's great that you actually are caring about me and asking about the well-being or <sighs> y'all must be from the north anyways i like it up here the weather's great so far you know i have not experienced your um your winter i caught the tail end of your summer and that was pretty pleasant. I'll tell you what, dude. A lot of people up north in Pennsylvania, y'all have a whiter skin. That's why I don't look that white to you guys. Because we have a sun in Texas that burns. Up here, you have a sun screen that protects you. Like, some people are so white in Pennsylvania that they look almost transparent. Almost like a rice rolling paper. <laughs> Something like those little clear element papers. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just kidding. But I will say this, man. You will not be looking like a like a flour tortilla 
down in Texas. You come there for a fucking little bit, and man, you're going to get darker. And you're going to get darker. Once your skin starts to absorb so much sun that you get to the point where it's just like, I get it now. I see why they're all Mexican. You know, uh, Texas has a lot of Mexicans. And that's a good thing. Because <laughs> they have a lot of Mexican women. And, mm. You ever look at a plate of food and you're just like, you know what? I'm about to do some nasty shit to you, baby. Mm. Those potatoes and gravy just, oh, watching that gravy just slide down that mountain of potato. I'm going to add a little bit of salt and pepper here. Just All right, let's be real. It's all your salt right there. <laughs> I'm a huge man. I love my salt. If there's nothing, if my blood pressure is probably like, like a fucking gas line, just, <laughs> just ready to burst. <laughs> oh man. All right. So back to this, um, this rape shit. Um, this is, uh, Carol Tracy. She had a comment to make. She is the executive director of the women's law project in Philadelphia. Right on Carol. Tracy is my mother's name. So anyways, Weird. I don't know why I had the need to point that out, but uh, okay. So this is what she says. My greatest fear about it is twofold. One is that people just don't care. And the other is that they thought this might've been consensual sex activity. And that's what rape looked like to them. Damn. Like they just been desensitized to rape. Well, y'all, y'all motherfuckers put it in the goddamn movies. You know, in the, in the movies in Hollywood and shit, you got them like slamming their head up against the wall, blood coming down their face. I I don't know how you can keep a hard dick after that. Like you just, if I was, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Hey, sweetie, can we continue this in the bedroom where, you know, you're not going to fucking bleed all over the place and just, how's steak and lobster, right? Surf and turf? No. <laughs> I couldn't be a rapist. I cannot rape. I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't rape. I, I, there's something about like a woman not pulling me in and pushing me away. You know what I mean? That's called rejection. And, uh, that's not sexy. I don't know. Hey man, everybody's got their own kinks. And so that's not, that's not my fetish. But yeah, this motherfucking bitch is named Fiston. Nigoy, N-G-O-Y. He's 35 years old. Fisting. Oh, they're going to have a good time with you, fisting. They're going to be fisting your ass in jail. <laughs> he faces charges of rape, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, sexual assault, and other offenses. Local media says that his address is a homeless shelter. Oh, that motherfucker didn't even take no shower. That, that makes it even worse. I don't think I can handle it. Like, if, if a homeless chick came to me smelling like sour milk and yogurt... All right, had to collect myself real quick. Wow. It's, it's, oh my God. It's because I've smelled a homeless bitch before and it's not good. You know, I had a, one of my ex girlfriends was like homeless. That bitch chose to be homeless. You know, she could have gone to school and did the right shit, but she found excuses to, you know, for everything. But anyways, 
I know that like every month on her period, instead of like getting tampons and shit, she would just roll up like toilet paper and just stick it in there. And I'm just like, you know, that should have been the first red flag, literally just being pulled out of her vagina because like how classless can you be? You know, not even a not even a pad, but you go straight to toilet paper just because you don't want to pay for it. Greasy ass bitches. Anyways, he's got a eighteen thousand dollar bail. That motherfucker, he going, he's gonna go from a homeless shelter to a uh, hotel, aka jail, where he's gonna get free food and all that shit. I mean, I guess if that's your way of getting into jail. You know, it's just like, I, I would literally say, uh, excuse me, officer, come here for a second. And then just lightly, um, like, use my index finger. goes, look, this finger can be a weapon, right? And, you know, or some shit. It's longer than my thumb. Uh. And then you just kind of, like, tap him on the arm. It's like, I have just assaulted a police officer. I am guilty. Take me to jail and throw away the fucking key. And that cop's going to just look at you like, You all right there, sir? What you been smoking on today? You been, Let me see them nostrils. PCP, bath salts. What you want today? You know, mushrooms. No. <laughs> Man. But all, all jokes aside, that's um, that's fucked up. You know, like if you're going to try to get yourself into a jail so you have somewhere to stay, you don't do it by raping a bitch and scarring her mentally. That's, that's, if y'all, man, I hope people in jail are listening to this. If you guys find a way to listen to my show, kick that motherfucker's ass. His name is Fiston. Oh, you know what? You know what? I scratched that. I scratched that. I'm not going to be responsible. I see what happened with the, uh, with the, uh, the, what is that thing where everybody rushed the Capitol building and it was incited by people not trying to do that. So what I'm going to say is vengeance is within us all. And, uh, if something were to happen, perhaps it was karma. So yeah, yeah, we'll we'll sugarcoat it like that. I think this might be one of the longest podcast episodes ever. But this is good because a lot of people don't make it this far on uh at least I don't think. I've always wondered that. How y'all uh hit me up in the emails on uh, salvia the mint at gmail.com and let me know what you uh how far do you usually make it? In a podcast or in this show, before you just like cut it off, like eh, delete. <laughs> like if I don't get straight to the business, it. I think there's a lot of people that hate that too, where you don't go straight into your topics and stuff. It, we're having a conversation. Imagine trying to smoke a cigar, and you got a long one, right? Like almost ten inches long. Nine. Oh my god, that's a lot of tobacco, but. You know, you're sharing a cigar with somebody and you just got to like, just got to smoke the shit out that damn cigar. 
I'm sorry, I have to hurry up and get to my topic. So let me uh, puff like n half this cigar real quick. And <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yes, I'm drinking a beer at uh, 7 o'clock in the morning. And I don't care. It's fun. Fun for me, and I know it's fun for you. But, uh, yeah, that shit's crazy, man. You, um... Oh, there's pictures of these motherfuckers. I want to see what the dude looks like. Man's going to attempt to rape a woman. Man, I don't know. Maybe that's not the right one. I don't want to see this motherfucker and not be that guy. So, anyways. Like, what are you doing if you're filming a rape? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are you doing? You film, like, oh, this will be great. Snapchat content. Ooh, I'm going to post this on Instagram. Bitch is getting toe up. You know what I mean? Like, what, what, are, you, what are you saving that shit for? <laughs> Anyways, guys, there's a reason why I'm doing this extendo of an episode and that is because um, this will be one of the last um, episodes that goes longer than an hour. Um, I'm going to be switching podcasting hosts. <sighs> and um, there are restrictions. So when it comes to money, I will be paying more if I go over. So, you know, at some point I'm going to have to edit and cut some shit out, which... I don't know. Maybe we'll save it. We'll do part twos or something. But, um, yeah, guys, uh, I just, I see where this, uh, this show is beginning to impact people. And, you know, I, I like this. It's a, it's a positive movement and I'm thankful for each and every one of you. And, uh, once again, if you're listening to this right now, I want to tell you and you only. This world would never be the same without you. It just, there's, there's so many factors that you fit in that you just don't see, that you just don't understand. You know, even if it's like, excuse me, ma'am, you know, you, you left your jacket. Or, sir, sir, your hat. You know, you just saved that person frustration. You just, you helped, you did something positive. And uh, that's what I always hope for people to do. Yeah, you know, this life in society is fucking stupid. But here we are making it happen, making it work. And I'm just saying that, you know, um, it would be very special if we had one year where nobody committed suicide Nobody overdoses and dies where we all party and get to uh, wake up the next day and get back to it. I know we all have our struggles. We've got our demons, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But, um, yeah, this is. Mm -hmm. Like if there was something to say, like maybe I shouldn't do this. Let this be that. So anyways, with that being said, I love you all. Um. I am going to let you go. 
Uh, I'm going to put another banging song on here. I know, I hope you guys like that first one. I'm about to do another one. And uh, yeah, Earth Gang, guys. Earth Gang is the shit. So I love you guys. I'll see you next time. Enjoy. Peace. Keep your head on the swivel, trouble looking round the corner, run up on you any minute, you'll be gone. I know niggas dead out of desperation. RIP, my nigga, Allen Dem, I wish you would've stayed at home. Learn to make the best out of shitty situation. No complaining, no more Zen, I leave the medicine alone. Dog, I swear to God that I'm changing for the better. Fuck whoever got the nerve to try to tell me that I'm wrong. I done made it up, I done made it out, I done made a way. We've been making waves, we've been making sounds, rappers and the fake, they paper mache, like pinata, they can't wait to break. I came in the May, promise mama she gon' see the day when we all okay. All it really takes is time and dedication. I pray for the hunger to be permanent, no matter what that make. Hey, better, better swing fake with the battle for the cake. Nigga, keep your head on the swivel. Trouble looking round the corner, run up on you any minute, you'll be gone. I know niggas dead out of desperation. RIP, my nigga, Allen Dem. I wish you would've stayed at home. Learn to make the best out of shitty situation. No complaining, no more Zen. I leave the medicine alone. Dog, I swear to God that I'm changing for the better. Fuck whoever got the nerve to try to tell me that I'm wrong. I don't know what it is, man. I just. I don't think I'ma be here that much longer, man. Something's watching me, man. Something's following me. Something want me dead, man. Pray for me. Pray for me, please. Hell, when I was young, I ain't had to pop no guns. Nothing cracking in the slums you couldn't handle on your own. Shit around my block where we used to knock couple souls fly. It wasn't nothing like you guys, what y'all on? Shit, it wasn't nice, wasn't paradise, wasn't lights. Back to back to back, many nights was on our own. Mama had to work, Papa had three jobs. No, we not Jamaican, my sir, but we always robbed. <laughs> Shit, they kept my head on the weeping vibe. I'd rather be dead than to weep and sob So we sob any major prop with the quick resolve Had to swap, circle that bitch up and let's get involved Neighborhood on lock, fuck we need the cop That was way back, way for Reagan past the rock Left us with the needle and the jump shot Need to count in seconds on the fingers through the gunshots Nigga, keep your head on the swivel. Trouble looking round the corner, run up on you any minute, you'll be gone. I know niggas dead out of desperation. RIP, my nigga, Allen Dem. I wish you would've stayed at home. Learn to make the best out of shitty situation. No complaining, no more Zen. I leave the medicine alone. Dog, I swear to God that I'm changing for the better. Fuck whoever got the nerve to try to tell me that I'm wrong.